0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind.
1: You always look for that one thing, and what I what I found to be true is that it's typically not one thing, right? It's not yeah. it's just not one moment. And in fact, what I've experienced in, in, this, in this process in building scrimmage is that you go through different plateaus, right? And and you learn lessons along the way.
0: Hey, grinders! For the rest of this month, for the rest of 2018, um, I'm going to be opening up my offer for a free 15 minute call with me once again. So if you wanna book that free 15 minute call with me, just click the link in the description below. You're gonna see the link to book a call with Colin. Click that link and I will talk with you all soon. Look forward to speaking with you. Please note when you do book the call, very concise in terms of what it is that you're looking for i want to ensure that the 15 minutes we spend together is super productive so in while you're booking sorry um just as detailed as you can be as to what you want to speak with me about it's only going to help us both out so thank you so much and look forward to speaking with all of you joining us today on the show everyone is derek lunston derek is a serial entrepreneur and technology maven With years of experience building businesses in the learning technology, training, research, and intelligent industries, Derek sits on several advisory boards and is the active CEO of Scrimmage, a global mobile software company focused on addressing personalized education for corporate learners as well as students of all kind. Derek is a passionate and strategic leader and shows strengths in connecting the dots between people and opportunities. He is an active learner himself and seeks to build relationships with other big dreamers and implementers in business and in life. Most importantly, he is optimizing to create maximal business and human impact. Today on the show, Derek shares his amazing journey and some really solid information. So, everyone, as always, be sure to sit back, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and dive deep in today's episode with Derek Lunston. Enjoy. Derek Lunston, welcome back to The Daily Grind. How are you today?
1: I'm great, Colin. Thanks. It's great to be back with you this morning.
0: <laughs> it's great. For everyone listening, uh, Derek and I actually recorded a couple weeks ago now, Derek?
1: It's been about a couple, yeah two three weeks, I think
0: couple weeks ago we had gold here on the mic but unfortunately the audio did not come out very well so we're back here for round two to re-record and uh, I'm sure this episode is just going to be better than the first so I'm super excited. Same here. Awesome Derek. Well again um, for listeners being first introduced to you today um, just kind of in your own words Derek explaining a little bit more of who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So I'm an entrepreneur by background. I've I've started uh, a few different companies, all primarily in the in the education and healthcare and technology space. Uh, And right now, day to day, I lead an organization called Scrimmage, which is a technology platform to deliver personalized content for education and training, uh, making it engaging and fun to people's mobile devices, their phones and their tablets. And uh, you know, basically, work with a lot of big companies to help educate and train their employees. And we're expanding that as well to you know, look at emerging markets and the ways we can help educate, you know, people worldwide.
0: Totally. And what types of companies are you working with right now?
1: So we do a lot of work in the healthcare space. So, you know, big pharmaceutical companies like Johnson & Johnson and Novartis. We work yep. with you know, companies like Comcast Cable and Merrill Lynch. Um, and also we're working with different startups and, and organizations that kind of fit that model as well. So we're, we're kind of casting a broad net, but we do a lot within the big corporate space, especially
0: got you and how did this all start for you like did you know you were gonna be an entrepreneur from a young age or did you just kind of fall into it
1: well so I always had the entrepreneurial spirit and desire yeah uh, we spoke last time I, I mentioned it early on I was always looking for my my big idea so to speak right I was always convinced yeah. that the you had to be kind of this inventor and come up with this great product and so I kept kind of searching for this this, this one thing this big thing that seemed to be somewhat elusive um, but what I, what I ended up doing in my career is I got into working working for different entrepreneurs uh, in in my industry um, in healthcare and then in technology and in training and education um, and by doing that I just was exposed to um, you know the market and opportunities and what happened was it it just, Things kind of happen naturally, right? As yeah. Steve Jobs talks about the dots connected in hindsight, and I was kind of put down a path. And so um, a few years ago, I had been working with um, some partners to um, make an acquisition of a company I, I was working with at the time, and um, that deal didn't go the way we, we intended. And literally the next day, it was like the training wheels were off, and I started my first company, um, and then that kind of spawned. A few different companies uh, in a short order. And that kind of led me to, to Scrimmage, uh, which is where I've been growing. And then since then, I've gotten involved and started several other companies. So um, it's, it, I, I guess the drive was always there, but yeah. I did the push, so to speak.
0: Yeah, totally. So, what um, do you mind sharing what business you were looking to uh, purchase that, that fell through? Yeah. So like I mean, what type if- of business more or so?
1: Again, yeah, sure. So, is it? It was a training company. Uh, we basically focused on sales and, and coaching training.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and then there was also a, a technology component to it as well, um, where we could we could basically use technology to help uh, provide more effective coaching. Um, and I, you know, had seen an opportunity, you know, with you know the iPad coming to market, that there could be an opportunity to do more around technology. Yeah. And using the, the, the basis to do that. Um, and I've been working with an entrepreneur uh, who had who'd started that business and we were looking at a way to transition um, the leadership of that company. Um, uh, but like I said, ultimately that that wasn't designed to be as it, as it was, but um, it set me on a different path. And, and frankly, it was a, a better path because um, it allowed me to then take the the ideas that I had thought would be good for that company and to do them in my own my own way. Um, and you can imagine it's not been a straight line. Or, or just uphill journey, but it's yeah. been a really rewarding and, and uh, you know lesson-filled experience and journey along the way too. So it served me well in that regard.
0: Yeah. So since you know starting scrimmage, that was ultimately like the the first real business that that you started, right, Derek?
1: Well, so actually, well, we had ended up um, I started a consulting company prior, and that's actually how I met my my business partner. Um, Got you. Um, and so that, that was kind of one company led to another, led to another. Um, and, and that's, and, and again, those businesses are all still active in, in different capacities, working with different partners that I've yeah. uh, worked with over the years, but that led me to scrimmage, uh, and the partner that I ended up actually, you know, building that, that idea with around how do we deliver content via tablets and phones. Um, and we were able to, you know, acquire some early adopter customers, um, and we were able to really establish the idea that mobility would be the future and obviously today is the present uh, but at the time that was still you know this is going on almost seven eight years ago it was it was still a pretty cutting-edge concept yeah right so Absolutely. we had to really establish the marketplace that you know people would want to consume content on their phones and tablets especially educational and training content um, but you know like i said the, the the organizations that we partnered with early on had made investments in buying ipads and iphones and um, liked our thinking, and then we, over time we found that the technology and the idea worked as we it was intended, and then that started to bring on um, more and more customers, and um, you know clients would would continue to refer us and grow with us, and it's been a really fun ride. And now we're working across the world; we've got clients in uh, North America, South America, Europe, Asia, um, and in different segments. So it's been a really fun, interesting experience.
0: Yeah, totally. When did things really click for you and the company? Like looking back, um, I'm not too sure. Maybe there was a moment or maybe there was a period of time where all of a sudden, you know, you in the business and with your partners, you were able to look at each other and be like, wow, like we have really have something here now.
1: So I don't, I, I, so that's an interesting question. Right? And I would say that, I mean, there's been a few of those moments along the way. Yeah. Say that um, that's actually part of the thing about entrepreneurship, that, and it goes back to what I said earlier on Colin. Like, you always look for that one thing, and what I what I found to be true is that it's typically not one thing, right? Or it's yeah. not, just typically not one moment. And in, in fact, what I've experienced in in this in this process and in building scrimmage is that you go through different plateaus, right? And and you learn lessons along the way. There's expansions and contractions in, in the market and the business. Um, you know, you have to make upgrades to technology, you have to make upgrades to the team, um, you know, people leave, uh, you know, you've got challenges managing managing cash flow, managing investors, managing partners, right? And so um, it never really stops, right? Yeah. So even as businesses are successful, I mean, even at like the most successful companies in the world, they have their own challenges that they have to manage, right? So I think that's almost a myth that there's any one time um, that a company has a moment where it clicks. I think that you, you need to, when, when you feel like it's clicking is in my experience, the time where you need to be proactive to find, how do you improve? Because that's allowing you to get ahead of the next opportunity for where things potentially, um, you know, are going sideways and, and you need to, like we talked about last time, anticipate versus react. Yes. And I think or that you practice that anticipation and being proactive in, in managing your business and leading your business. Um, it starts to it starts to grow naturally and, and you start to attract um, the right kind of company companies Those clients you start to attract the right people on the team. Um, and and that's part of this business. business. is It's a journey, not a not a point in time. Right. It's a long term game.
0: Yeah. Do, do you see that as being a big mistake a lot of other entrepreneurs make that, you know, when things get, you know, when things start to work, they get really comfortable and they don't look and anticipate for what's next.
1: I don't know. I mean it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard yeah. to, as an entrepreneur, it's hard to be critical of all entrepreneurs, right? Everyone's on their, own, on their own process, their own journey, and it, it is very personal in some ways, and mm-hmm. yet at the same time, business is is collective, right? So I think that um, my 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 recommendation would be to always be looking out for the next thing and to anticipate and to um, you know not get comfortable um because that is the moment where things tend to uh you know it's the little things that keep going right like i was listening to a podcast the other day with um you know jocko wonick and like there was the comment that rome was not built in the day it was built over a long period of time based on small things and didn't yep. fall apart or crumble in a day either it fell apart over a long period of time because small little things started to you mm-hmm. know detract and pull away from True. the foundation and so it's the same type of thing is that you need to recommit you need to do the small you know minutia every day because that's the stuff that ultimately leads to long-term success and long-term sustainment of that success
0: yeah totally so what are some because obviously you've built this business and and you know like we talked off off uh, air here how you also know David Meltzer and along with other amazing entrepreneurs your connections out there phenomenal what are some common um, behaviors you see in a lot of the successful entrepreneurs like what are some common traits that that you all or they share?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think the most successful people that I've met all have a, com- a commonality that they're all quite humble mm. um, in, yeah. the, in the sense of that they recognize that they, they're they successful as a result of a collective effort. It's not just about them, right? They recognize the importance of the team and the community and, and surrounding themselves with talented, intelligent um, people that contribute to this bigger vision or mission or whatever it is that, that they want to build or create. And I think that Um, The other component related to that is when it comes to humility, they're also open to receiving feedback and lessons and education and training themselves for how they can improve and be better and and look at things differently and how apply those lessons to their business, their relationships, their personal life. Because, again, in my opinion, my experience, all those things are very much related. More than people necessarily realize, and um, it's important to really, you know, uh, reinforce and and develop all aspects of, of that in order to support your business. And I think that that's a common. Those are those are a couple common traits that I see um, across the most successful people that I've met. Is that 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 again the humility, the recognition of it's not just yourself, and the recognition that you need to be able to receive lessons and wisdom from other people outside of yourself.
0: Yeah. Do you believe that that's a, like a learned behavior from a lot of those entrepreneurs?
1: Um, I don't know. Or does it come a,
0: kind of innately, you know?
1: I, I think there's some of it that is innate, um, but I do think that there's probably some of it is also learned. I think probably learned through experience. I think you know, David's a perfect example. I mean, he'll tell totally. you that he, he had awareness of his humility because he he lost his success, right? So mm-hmm. uh, on some level, he always had it, but then he, he got a little bit off his – his core, you know, values and, and things kind of moved away. It's kind of what we were talking about before. If you, if you don't continue to reinforce and develop and build and work on the things that, that make you make you successful, make you great. Um, it's easy to lose focus and lose track. And that gradually start to deteriorate. Right. Just like exercise. It's just like relationships, every, everything in life. If you don't continue to invest and commit and develop it, you tend to gradually lose it and, and it atrophies or it falls away or, you know, whatever. So I think it's, and that doesn't change that, – that, that rule is consistent whether you're you know, a, a one-person entrepreneur building your first business or you're running a, you know, a Fortune 100 you know, market leader. It's all the little things and it's all the continuous improvement that, that make a difference.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think you know, a, a big part of being able to anticipate and look forward is educating and bettering yourself on a daily basis. Um, yeah. Is that something that you emphasize yourself? I mean, you're in a an education platform. I'm sure you do, but do you might kind of sharing a few things you do or what you focus on in terms yeah. of trying to better yourself?
1: Yeah, 100%. So I mean, obviously, like you pointed out, Colin, I mean, I'm in the education training business. So yeah. I truly mean, I really, uh, my, my business is aligned with that philosophy, and I do very much take it personally. I mean, I, I, I read a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, mm-hmm. and I belong to lots of different groups uh, where I continue to you know, surround myself or, or to continue to be a part of um, entrepreneurs and business leaders who are performing at a higher level or have a more experienced level or a different perspective than I do. In order to enrich and provide, you know, the ability to get better, Um, and that allows me then to communicate that in my my own leadership and management, and and that also allows um, me to create opportunities for my team and and my partners and the people that are in our business or around our business to expose themselves to those opportunities to learn and develop and educate and and all that. But I mean, if you look at the common themes across, or the, the common theme across every business that I'm involved with, either having Co-founded, managing, invested, or or advising—they all come back to some facet of human potential, and and pe- and and in supporting peop—you know—humanity and individual people's ability to reach that potential, whether it be in the form of education, healthcare, personal development, um, healing, whatever it is—that that that all comes back to those that core theme.
0: Yeah, how much of a balance do you have in terms of? sort of doubling down on your strengths, but also working on your weaknesses?
1: So I, I'm definitely, I'll I'll give credit to, you know, to Gary V as well. I definitely focus more on, on my strengths, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and working towards that, uh, and, and developing that because there's a lot of super talented people out there that are strength that are strong in the areas that, that I'm weak or weaker, right? And so that helps to that goes back to building a great team and a great community around whatever the vision or mission is. Yeah. At the same time, I'm not ignorant and and just unwilling to work on the areas that I'm not strong. I think it goes back to you know you, if you can galvanize or strengthen you know the weaker links or the weaker parts parts of yourself, you still create a stronger you know uh, entity or being. And so I still continue to work on that, but I also over time have learned to be. Um, less critical of that and more accepting of that as well as then cultivating and playing to my strengths uh, while working on the on the areas that could use the improvement. And I think that's a really fine balance in in business, right? I think, yeah. um, you know, when you look at, you know, how do you coach top performers? How do you coach um, people who are not performing? There's a there's some shared or there's different philosophies around that. Um, but in my experience, you know, generally, if you, if you, help people do great at what they're already strong in. It only helps the company. And then you bring other strong people in, in the areas where those people are not as strong and it just build a great team.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to self-awareness, right? Um, because someone yeah. could be, someone could be, you know, fantastic in, in a certain part of business, but if they're wanting to become a leader and they suck at communication, well, they have to be aware of that. So at least they can start working on it or put someone in that position to, Help in that area, right?
1: Absolutely, and I think that goes back to what we're saying before, Colin. Is that business and life is a long term game, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the goal is that. You know, I was speaking with a group of entrepreneurs last week, and I was sharing that I I had clients that I called on ten years ago that didn't become my clients until recently. Like it took ten years to develop those relationships, but more importantly, what I what I attributed to is I actually think that my skills weren't ready to support those clients yet, mm. right? And I think that it goes back to you know you don't need to be the master communicator overnight, but if you, if, again, if you consistently put in the effort and you consistently are looking to improve that over the long run, you can convert those weaknesses into, you know, strengths or, or at least move them along the line to, to be additive to complement your existing strengths. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to recognize, especially for younger entrepreneurs. I mean, I can tell you myself, when I was in my 20s, I was in such a rush and, so, and back to that, trying to find that one thing, that, that one thing that was going to turn the business on or going to you know, make everything happen overnight. And the reality is that just doesn't exist. That's a myth. The, the reality is the people who are successful are willing to do the things day in and day out over a long period of time and, and consistently keep doing that in the midst of challenges, adversity, failures, and successes. But continue to keep doing it regardless of the feedback because they know that's what they need to do and they know that in the long run it's going to pay off.
0: Yeah, totally. So for people out there, you know, whether it be young entrepreneurs or maybe people who are older who you know are in a job but who are looking to branch off in entrepreneurship, they don't have that idea yet um, but they want to work for themselves. What would be a piece of advice you could give them um, to help them make sure that they don't Make a huge mistake early on.
1: Sure. So, so, so two things on that. So first, I'll go back to, to Gary Vaynerchuk again just for a second because I yeah. think that he's he's so accurately pointed out to a lot of people on his content that you know, being in your 40s or in your 50s, and in the today's world of healthcare, you still have at least 30 more years of life. So true create something. And so don't be deluded to think that you're in the twilight of your life because you've, you know, you're, you know, you're in your forties and fifties or even sixties, right? People can still have a huge impact. And, and, and that's where I would say is that from an advice standpoint or, or just a a recommendation standpoint, if you're in your forties, fifties and sixties, you have a tremendous amount of experience that younger entrepreneurs do not have. Um, And that, and I've said this to other podcasts, and I do think this is some, you know, I, I speak about this, that the generations, you know, Gen Z, Millennials, X, Boomers—we have a lot more in common than we are different. And the reality is that the the energy and enthusiasm and, and idealism that can be captured in youth and and, and cultivated by working with wise, experienced, um, you know, senior leaders that have yeah. built and established careers in corporate America or just elsewhere. There's a there's a huge opportunity to create exciting companies and businesses through that. And the other, so the, and the other thing I would say is to your comment. Um, I, I, find that, and this is something I've learned over myself, people are incredibly afraid to, to make mistakes and fail. And, and I'm not advocating failure. That's not, I think that's been glorified too. Like, Oh, go ahead and fail. Like, totally. no, you succeed. make every effort to succeed, yeah. but just acknowledge the fact that many people will fail and make mistakes along the way. And that's okay. Just keep trying, keep going. And and eventually, something will click and follow through or or connect through, and and you can turn those lessons and and those failures and mistakes into a success, right? And so I think that's the the disconnect and the celebration of failure concept that, no, it's just a lesson, but the goal should be success. The the desire is around success and achievement and, and making it, because failure is not fun. Failure is not good. I can tell you that firsthand. Um, and, and, it should, and it's something that should be acknowledged but not pursued. If that, if that makes sense, that, that's what my advice would be.
0: Yeah, you know what? I totally, like, I, I talked about this last week. I was speaking with people about it as well. Is I agree with the same thing. People glorify failure right now. And it's not that that's a bad thing, it's that people are, are taking it the wrong way. Like, I, I believe if you want to become a winner, you have to learn to win. Yes. Right? And failure is gonna come along the way, but you have to win as well. It can't just be, you know, I've failed for the last five years, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna come and win.
1: It's gonna yeah, take a the,
0: long time.
1: Exact the real lesson there, the real gift and talk about this and that goes back to like Michael Jordan, who talks about the failures and the successes. It goes back to persistence. Yes. Right? It, it goes back to he didn't stop trying or stop pursuing the goal of, of winning or success or, or contribution or whatever it is that you're achieving. It's just that the failure became one little dot along the way. It's not the end all of it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, this is, you know, I'm, I'm interested to know your take on this. Um, so, for people out there, like, say they're younger, they're wanting to get into entrepreneurship but they don't really know what they want to do. Would you recommend them working for an entrepreneur like you did, um, which would, would allow them to kind of see and learn about what it really takes and what they do? I
1: would, actually. Yeah. I, I work, and it doesn't just, it doesn't excuse me, it does not necessarily just, just be entrepreneur. It could be business. But I would recommend young people to work and to develop their skills yeah. and to continue to maintain their optimism and idealism to find their opportunity for what they want to pursue around entrepreneurship. Um, but you will learn a lot by working for entrepreneurs and for companies that you can then use those skills and apply them. I think that this goes back to the same type of concept is that there's too many entrepreneurs that that are, you know, that, that don't have the ability or skills they need to actually be successful and then so it only true. exacerbates this this culture of failure that that's okay because they didn't actually do anything. And I think that that like don't be in such a rush that you overlook the fundamentals, and I think that would be my recommendation to young entrepreneurs that like you have a lot of time, spend the first ten years of your career really getting strong and established and experienced, and building your network, building your relationships, building your skill set, building your fundamentals, because mm-hmm. then you can be that much more successful over the long run
0: so true, and going back in time, Derek, for yourself, like i'm wondering if you had the chance to go back and speak to an eighteen year old version of yourself and offer a piece of advice or a piece of guidance. I'm wondering what that would be for you.
1: Um get out of my own way faster. Might be some advice. If that makes and it, it sounds totally kind of too like lose the uh, it's really hard to, to look at this because on some levels the ego is really important to, you know, to success. There's a drive there that, that that drives you to pursue whatever it is you want to pursue. Yep. But at the same time a lot of these stories and, and the the stuff that we create is actually counterproductive to building great relationships, building great businesses, and I think that that's something that I've I've just learned along the way through experience and maturity and a lot of self-reflection and self-development. Um, and and again, back to David, like the more humble and more open you are, it actually attracts greater levels of capability and success into your life. You know?
0: Yeah, so true. I couldn't agree more. Um, Derek, for people out there who want to connect with you, learn more about what you do, get in touch, what's the best way they can reach out?
1: Yeah. So I'm on all the different social media channels, uh, as Derek wants on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, as well as you can connect with me via email at at Derek at we and our website, uh, If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing within the education and training
0: space. Amazing. Everyone, I'm going to share all of these links, best ways to connect with Derek on social media, visit his website, and he's provided you with an email address. Anytime a successful entrepreneur like Derek does so, feel free to reach out, ask questions. It's not very often that people give you the chance to speak with them who are in the position Derek is. Derek, thanks so much for coming on the show. The way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is uh, I'm going to give you the floor, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So, one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today.
1: Yeah, so there was the quote that I was just reading in my feed this morning from Einstein, right? We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that mm. we used to create them. And I know that's something that everyone has heard that quote, but it made me think a lot just regarding everything that's happening in the world and uh, technology and where it's going and just how thinking differently and, and working differently uh will allow us to accomplish great things
0: amazing and as you can see from this interview everyone success is driven by passion hunger and today consistency and persistency everyone has to overcome obstacles everyone has a story start building yours today today we had the chance again i had the chance to speak with the amazing derek lunston derek I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, coming on the show with me for a second time, but the first time for the listeners here. (laughs)
1: Thanks, Colin. It was a lot of fun. I really look forward to catching up live soon.
0: Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off, and always remember to keep on grinding.